Welcome, Joe, from Joe Hurtler and the Rainbow Seekers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks um, for having me, Jenny. Yeah. Of course. So for those that might not know your band, you, the sound, how would you describe your vibe and your sound to an audience that maybe hasn't met you yet? Um, our sound and vibe. We're pretty celebratory. It's a, a, a pretty lively and, and colorful stage show there's a bunch of members you know anywhere from six to seven people on stage at any given time and every member has their like their their time to shine within the arrangements of our of our live songs um as far as sonically we we kind of jump around a little bit we've always been a multi-genre band and have gone through like a couple phases throughout the course of our career but i think the easiest way to describe it is to compare us to some other bands and sort of a, a weird mix of like death cab for cutie uh with like the flaming lips and jamiroquai maybe throw a little dave matthews band in there too i think that's a really really good combo you're exactly right i was trying to do the same thing with a friend the other day um kind of talking a little bit about you guys and i didn't do it nearly as well as that so that's Thank actually you. a really great combo yeah that only took me like 10 years to come up with seriously <laughs> it's like we've we've always kind of struggled to describe ourselves that sounds like so kind of like it sounds lame to even say that but it really you know we've just we've just experimented with a lot of different sounds and it's kind of just uh not even so much merged together it's that we'll, we have like sections of our music that that uh deal with different feelings and have different sounds to encapsulate those feelings yeah they have you have some different attitudes throughout different songs and yeah, albums we'll put like jeans to jet ski like they're both fun and dancey but they're still very different and then mm -hmm. your newest it's the last i'm forgetting the name of it the the, the newest video that just dropped the last ovation okay, yeah i can remember it that one has a, a really different sound from those mm -hmm. i think you're right you guys have definitely different emotions throughout that and it comes through pretty strong thank you yeah yeah that's good i don't know if we're trying to do that but it's like what ends up happening. So, and I'm, I'm happy with it too. You know, it's, yeah. like I said, there's just certain way. feelings that kind of, or certain vibes that um, lend themselves to, to different sounds. Yeah. And I mean, we all have that in our lives. So mm -hmm. some days we want the punch dance music and some days we want to just something a little more mellow. So I think you guys can provide that just mm -hmm. different songs. Yeah. Fantastic. So you recorded your first solo album in 2009. From there, the band kind of formed. It sounds like there might be a cool story behind that, just a little bit I know. So tell me about, a little bit about that. How did the band come to be Joe Hurtler and the Rainbow Seekers? Yeah. Again, it was sort of the, the melding together of a couple different small worlds. Um, I was just kind of getting into music. I think it was like my sophomore year of college is when I bought a guitar and really started writing. I had yeah. studied some music in the past. Like I, uh, I played bass in the orchestra through my senior year and originally wanted to be a music student, but I, I never ended up doing it. Um, but yeah, I started writing songs probably like sophomore year and kind of was getting into recording at the time, you know, just out of my dorm room pretty much. Um, and there was this, I, I went to Central Michigan University, which is in a place called Mount Pleasant. It's a really small town, big, you know, fairly big university. So mm -hmm. when the students are around, there's, you know, like th maybe 35,000 people that just like show up. Um, but this small music and arts community kind of 
grew and there was a particular coffee shop in town uh where a, that really became the watering hole for all <laughs> who were interested in arts um and i was i was playing at this coffee shop doing their open mics they just had like a weekly open mic or whatever and i had a communications class with a um with a girl who ran the open mic and uh sort of had like a crush on her at the time we I did like a speech in this communication class about like, I just bought a guitar. I'm trying to figure out how to play it. I don't really remember what it was about, but she invited me out to, to start playing. And that's kind of how I like started performing. And through that coffee shop, I met Micah and Ryan, um, my keyboard player and guitar player. And, you know, they've been you know founding men members of the band. Right. Um, and yeah, just, they actually both had their own bands at the time, but yeah, just over the years, we, they started playing to my music. We started working on music together. And um, there's another university right next door called Michigan State University. Okay. I was going there all the time. They also had a, a very similar thing going on with just like a student run arts community. And we, you know, there was a lot of cross pollination there. And it was literally just like going to MSU to like party with my friends that I met. Um, the other half of our founding membership, and they were also in another band. And all of our collective individual projects got booked for this event on New Year's. I think I'm like in like 2011, maybe. Okay. Crazy long time ago. <laughs> we shared a hotel room together to save money. I love and, it. Uh, yeah, I think I was opening this festival and I was like so pumped about it at the time. It was called Mitten Fest. It was, a, it was like a pretty like hip thing yeah. at the time in like the Michigan folk community. Um, but yeah we shared this hotel together and you know, they've kind of been my best friends ever since. So yeah, you know how that works. And we've had membership changes, but everyone's still kind of, you know, very much like involved in some capacity or nothing, you know? Yeah. So it's and you can see on the stage, like cool. you guys are like, you guys love each other. You guys get along. Like it's just the stage presence you guys have as a whole is a lot of fun. And I think that's why it's that history and that piece of kind of combining all of the different musicians, mm -hmm. and getting them all together. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, we were just friends, you know, for a long time and it just sort of slowly became a thing. And, you know, I, I don't think we, we didn't really take it seriously in any capacity for, I felt, I mean, it seemed like probably four or five years before it even seemed like it, like, oh, this could be a thing. Yeah. Maybe we should like really like um, take it seriously. Yeah, buckle down. and Yeah. yeah. So Incredible. I'm grateful for how things worked out. And I see you guys online a lot, obviously, and you, I noticed, are a runner a bit, yes? Yeah, yeah. So I like talk a little bit about how you got into running, and was that along your band, has that been forever, or is that within the last few years, and what made you get into running? Um, yeah, another, you know, just one thing after another, really. It, I've I've only been into, like, fitness stuff for maybe, like, I guess, like, two years now. Okay. Um, I was in Nashville. We were We were working on our new record. And uh, one of my um, partners down there, just before sessions, we'd go to yoga. And I was like, I was like much heavier. It's like 80, I don't know. I, I was probably like 80 pounds heavier at the time. Okay. No, it did not give two craps about any sort of fitness ever. It was admittedly like fairly content. It's just like a chubby guy since day one. But uh, I remember thinking like, wow, yoga's fun. I really liked it. And, um, yeah. and over the next couple months, I started really kind of getting more serious about it. 
And uh, I went through this breakup, like a really crappy breakup. And that's really when I like buckled down. It was like the one thing during this like few month period of everything just like sucking. <laughs> break up yeah. goes sometimes um, that was just like a break. And at some point, I don't know, I just like went for a run randomly. This is probably about a year ago. And uh, I just was like, I don't know, it's just freeing. It's uh, yeah. It's a, like a it's like a very meditative thing. I don't listen to music or anything. It just kind of like frees the mind and mm-hmm. lets me kind of it's like almost like I'm running through my thoughts more than I'm running over the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it kind of was like freeing creatively too. And I just kind of, you know, running's addictive, but it's also like terrible for your body if you're trying to like pretty hard on it. Yeah. Get in shape. I recommend maybe trying some other things before <laughs> you just jump right into running. Um, but yeah, it's just been awesome. So yeah, I kind of alternate between running and yoga and like, just like general gym stuff, but, um, and it, you know, allows me to just eat like a fool. So (laughs) (laughs) also when you're, when you're a runner, you just like eat garbage because you're just like carbs, sugar, give me energy. Starving and I need it. (laughs) I don't recommend that either, but it is a thing. So that's awesome. Uh, it's good to see we have some runners. I'm a little bit of a runner, not yeah, not huge distance anymore, but same thing. Kind of love it for the release that you get from it. And yeah. for me, weightlifting or running, and a little bit of meditation and yoga. But I agree. I think it's just that if I'm having a rough day, just take a walk, take a run, and it's just you feel better. And I, I completely agree. I, that's cool that you guys are thinking that very same yeah. thing and just providing something an outlet for yourself. It's very powerful. And some of the other guys in the band run too. So, and like, especially on tour, you know, it's hard to like, you know, find a gym or, uh, you know, yoga studios are expensive, but like running, you can just like throw on your shoes and just go run for 20 minutes or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's as someone who had zero interest in like fitness, I I mean, kind of blows my mind. Uh, And I feel very lucky. Yeah. uh, For, for anyone who's like, gosh, I want to lose weight. I want to get into that stuff. Like, yeah, I think the most important thing is just like find the fun experiment with different things and, and, you know, sort of consider like weight loss and, and health is like more of like a byproduct. If you just like having found a new hobby that you enjoy, cause there's so many different ways to, to just improve your health without all that much effort. Sorry, this is my cat. Sock. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Horrible. She was born on my, in, at the foot of my bed on Mother's Day, like two and a half years ago. Oh my God. I adopted her mom who was pregnant. I, did you know she was pregnant? No, <laughs> I just thought she was getting bigger. It's like, this what? Exactly. Yeah. This is why I have four cats is yeah. that I adopted a cat that was pregnant. And I didn't know. And no way. Yeah. For yeah. real? Yeah. We, we adopted a cat. It was, you know, one of the Facebook group things where somebody yeah. was like, I got to get rid of this cat. It's fighting uh, with my other cats. Um, it wasn't fighting. So we uh, adopted it quickly and we were looking for a new cat anyway. And we kind of buckled down and wanted a little bit of a pet responsibility, but not a dog. So we got the cat and yeah, same thing. Got really big and we're like, oh no, took her to the yeah. vet, was pregnant. And now I have four cats, like a somewhat of a cat lady. Isn't it so <laughs> insane? Just like that whole process. It is. Like, uh, I had no idea. And it's quick. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Time for that. It was, uh, this all happened during COVID and I, I sort of adopted her. Cause like, I mean, my, my girlfriend at the time was just like, 
well, you're going to be home all the time now. Like maybe, maybe we should get a pet. And I was like, oh, okay. And she found a cat. It was like a, a barn cat at her mom's house. And so sure we took it. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, she couldn't have been more than like six to eight months old. Wow. Just to have this like little tiny little critter, just like go into like turbo mom mode was like the most, probably the coolest thing I've ever experienced ever in my life. And I get real obsessed with just like what's in front of me sometimes. So it's like, I just went into like, I'm going to rear these cat children. (laughs) And it was was just like such a great thing to like be uh, completely obsessed with in in the midst of like not even knowing if like my career is going to be there when the pandemic ends. So it was just like such a, cool thing to focus on and it was beautiful yeah Yeah. one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen it is it's incredible just the natural reaction you see Mm -hmm. so talking a little bit you mentioned you're not knowing if your career was going to be there after the pandemic obviously it is yeah Um, yeah things worked out so yeah it worked out pretty darn well so tell us a little bit about the tour that you guys are just kicking off a tour tell us a little bit about uh what size that is what that looks like where people can find you upcoming um kind of fill us in yeah, we're, we're doing the, I mean, it's not like a full US tour. It's like a month long, maybe five weeks. So not the longest, not the shortest. Um, and you guys are in a ton of places, I noticed. Like, yeah, indie to like Utah to, you know, just day after day. It's pretty intense. Yeah, one of the things you get to look forward to when you're like a working band, we're not like some super huge band, but we make a living doing this and have a, you know, a fairly dedicated following. And yeah. uh, one of the things when you're like, and like our world of like working bands is sometimes the routing is like all over the place. Um, so there's yeah. a lot of zigzagging, some long drives. Um, but this tour is kind of cool because we're just visiting uh, some some cities that we haven't been to before, okay. like like Portland, Maine, um, oh, which I, I'm sure is gorgeous. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of these uh, like really the reason we're doing some of them is just because of radio stuff. Um, yeah. they, you know, they might have a, a label that's interested in, or excuse me, a, a radio station that's interested in playing our stuff. And so we're coming through to do a show and talk to the station. But uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of the cities we're going to are like these really kind of like niche American cities that have a, a very strong uh, identity and geographical features. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a, a fun I agree. Moderately sized tour. Okay. Um, and so you've been on some tours before. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have kind of a favorite venue, a favorite men- memory, something like that that's happened on your tour history that you want to tell everybody about? Yeah. There's probably a bajillion from it's always, there's, I know there's so many. I just kind of, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we actually didn't play a show. We were, we were supposed to play in Salt Lake City for, I think it was the uh, national snowboarding competition. Um, and we were posted up in a it's a really nice hotel at, at the, you know, uh, Park City. Okay. Just like treated us very well for it. Um, but there was so much snow that the event got canceled, which uh, like Park City gets a lot of snow. They get like super dumped on every now and then. And to have a competition get closed just because there was so much snow. It had to be bad. I mean, like seven or eight feet. There was so much snow. It was unbelievable. Like you couldn't walk into like businesses. Um, 
but we shared the the hotel we were in at least on our floor the canadian national team was there i think a couple other a couple other countries had teams in this particular hotel okay and it was just like catered the whole time so we got to like hang out with all these pro snowboarders who like traveled from all over the world with their you know with their their olympic teams really and uh couldn't couldn't participate some of them couldn't even you couldn't even like go out to the hill there was so much snow wow um but yeah we we ended up taking like this really epic hike got some snowshoes and uh they had some like lifts open actually i don't think we took one i think we walked up like probably a couple thousand feet of elevation and walked back down it was this massive journey of like finding snow wells and creepy stuff and yeah, yeah, it was just absolutely beautiful. And just to have the, you know, you get to the top of one of these, one of these, yeah, how incredible. see the town with its lights on, just like glowing under this like shield of snow. It was a really good day. That's fantastic. And way to turn it around too. Yeah. Yeah, it was just fun. I mean, there's nothing you could do. Like yeah. sometimes when shows get canceled and like that, it's like, hey, whatever, you know, let's, let's, you don't often just get like a vacation day. So sometimes I, I get excited for when that happens yeah. <laughs> when it's chaos like, strikes and yeah, something cool comes of it. It's the old school. We used to have snow days and now they have uh, oftentimes e-learning days. And so mm-hmm. we always kind of joke similarly, like we were the one of the last generations to actually get a realistic snow day that you could be excited about. So oh, yeah. yeah, gosh, I never even thought I used to be a teacher, but I never even thought about that. Yeah. I they probably know. don't get snow days. Yeah, I think, well, and where we're at, so our office is here in Valparaiso, Indiana, and it's kind of north, right by the lake. Mm-hmm. And they just recently, they've been doing e-learning days instead. And just recently, they actually on purpose called, a, and they literally called it an old school, real snow day. Good. And so it was just no work, everybody take the day off and go have fun. And it was really back from childhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! When I was student teaching, like there was like a, a tough winter, but uh, you know, you're just you you're working like 18 hours a day lesson planning. I mean, it's it's horrible. I mean, it's just like a residency for anything. It's really yeah. intense, and you don't get paid for it. But the the snow days saved me. Like miracle snow days happened. <laughs> that, like right, like I'm like man, if those like two snow days didn't happen, I wonder if I would have even like graduated or something. Like, like you just couldn't hang and then you got yeah to- well oh, no yeah. it was time to like catch up on stuff or just like yeah. have a break you know a little break but yeah right. forgot um so my favorite songs jeans future talk jet ski those are a couple of mine do you or the group as a whole have a couple of your favorites that you guys have created over the years yeah i mean at least i can speak for myself uh mike is our set list master so he he tends to pick a different he picks you know different set list every every night and puts a lot That's of thought into it. but um i will always like playing old love okay i know it's like our most popular song yeah and i don't think many many artists would say that about their most popular song but it was just like i felt like a cohesive piece of art that like a lot of people were involved and it really just came together into like uh something that uh worked and okay. was was realized in a, a very unique way i guess like be can eh, can't talk um realized in a you unique oh my gosh in a unique way <laughs> in consideration of like everyone that put their effort into it um 
and it's fun to play live. Yeah. I think what my other favorite ones as of recent have been to play stuff comes back, you know, like ego, we started playing ego loss again from our like first record. Okay. Just like has, yeah, it's just like refreshing. Some, especially going back and like playing like the old stuff that we kind of forget about. Yeah. It'd be really fun. Um, often new record help. Help is fantastic. Yeah. It's just like one that just like, translated perfectly you know i was worried about it too and when i when i put it together you know before me mike and ryan had showed it to the band um i was just like gosh i wonder how this is gonna turn out i i assumed it would be difficult uh to to execute live and then it it just didn't you know it was seamless (laughs) everyone just like figured it out and this big jam came of it and yeah that it's fun to play that's fantastic. Um, I like help a lot too. I like the dance, that dancey stuff for me is just like where it hits home. I think it's, yeah, so, yeah. I like, I'm a big dance music fan. So yeah. I try not to like overdo it with the bands. So it's not just like slam, you know, slamming the audience the whole time. But uh, um, like in the past, my bandmates used to give me like a two to two to three dance song pass. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I had like credits. Um, now <laughs> that has been lifted, but uh yeah, I, I love dance music. Same. So I'll give you a bit, as we close out, I'll give you a bit of a, a curveball. So as I mentioned early on, we are exclusively positive news. So we're the good news in the region. Um, tell me some um, pos- about some positivity in your guys' lives or some good news that you like to often spread to others or tell others. Hmm, that is a curveball. <laughs> There's good things happening all the time. It's just yeah. like overall or something like personally. Um, I think either one, it I I would would be acceptable. I would love to know either of those, honestly. It's that kind of premise of, you know, good news to us is something that is often overlooked or underappreciated, maybe. We've done uh we've done and we've looked into and learned about a lot of research that of what good news can do. So there's a, a some books about this and apparently the science says you're, if you read something positive in the morning, you are 86% more likely to report that you've had a good day at the end of your day by putting mm-hmm. that something in the beginning of the day. So um, what would be something that you would try to either input into your own life or give to others to kind of keep that positivity going? I suppose there's two things. Sure. I guess I'll do one side. I'm a big movie fan just in general. Okay. Um, I watched Navalny last night on Alexei Navalny. He's he's kind of like, and I don't mean to get into politics or anything, no, and I'll, st- I'll steer away from any specifics in those regards. But um, he, he's been in jail for a while. He's he's like Putin's main opponent. He's been very outspoken. Okay. Um, and the director of of the movie, he, I was watching an interview with him because the movie was incredible. And uh, but Navalny's not without without criticism. You know, like most world leaders exactly. <laughs> yeah they're not they're not yeah flawed in certain ways or whatever you know um one of the, the his uh big criticisms is that he's kind of willing to like work with anyone to overthrow putin i don't fully understand the magnitude of that or what the different yeah. parties in russia are or, you know so um but uh the the director who's a like incredible documentarian at the mm-hmm. right place at the right time built something really really 
I'm Oscar worthy as it won. Um, and uh, he, he said in there during some of the interviews, um, you know, they just spoke a lot together and there's a lot of disagreement on political issues. But one of the things that really he said struck him about Navalny was how much he, he valued just conversation and having open discourse and sharing ideas and giving value to different ideas. And, you know, that's a powerful thing. And I think everyone has much more to gain through listening than they do speaking. Yeah. Um, and it's just uh, important to, to consider all people. I love that. Regardless of who they are. Very so, good. That's perfect. And cool. It's that. <laughs> I was like trying to tread carefully there. No, I love that. That's it. And and that kind of the work behind that. And that's what we always kind of on our end is when we started the company, which is we're almost 14 years old. um, We, the whole premise was good news, but we got a little bit of flack back often to say, is there good news? Or people would say, oh, but you're in Northwest Indiana. What's good about this place? And number one, you often want to tell people to stop shooting inward, but also to, really look at that good. And of course we have so much and so many requests, we actually can't get to it all. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's that mindset that you have to flip. And I think that's really important too, is just the mindset of I'm going to choose to be positive oftentimes um, and work real hard to change the future of other people so that they can be the same. Yeah. I was, I was uh, up, up North uh, a, f- a few weekends ago with actually our, our founding bassist and drummer, um, I think we were watching like a, a UFC card or something like that, just yeah. like being bros. Um, and like <laughs> my bassist just made the comment. It's like, you know, life is probably all right if like this is what humans choose to like spend their life doing. Like you have the like we can just sit here and watch this while 25 million other people around the world watch it too. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and we can go on the internet and talk and, about it. Yeah, creating a show out of it versus having to fight for real. Yeah. Um, is also another bonus. Yeah. Yeah. There's suffering happening that, you know, and it's not to diminish that. There's tough things always yeah. going on. And mm-hmm. the capacity for suffering is is immense. And people are experiencing that. But in those little moments where you can go, I'm okay. You know, you never want to let gratitude escape you. Yes. That's a great way to put it. Well said. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Um, I will let you get on to, I'm sure, all of the huge things you still have to do. Uh, Packing for tour today. Yeah. And so you guys leave today, yes? Uh, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Got it. And then kick it off in Indy and kind of head out from there, right? Yeah. And the Hi-Fi is an awesome room, too. It's like one of my I haven't been favorite yet. rooms. It's my first time at Hi-Fi. Yeah. I, I think it's our it's our second time playing there. But yeah, it's one that's genuinely like one of my favorite rooms in the country it's just really a, a quality venue great well i'm excited i will see you there um please keep connected and thanks so much for taking some time with us yeah thank you i had fun